rising tide floats all ships. You know, that's what we're looking for is knowledge today. The rising tide is the knowledge. Um, I remember, I don't know about you guys, your first introduction to the signage world, but for me, it was, you know, first time I got a car and we wanted to have stickers on the car. And so dad said, you know, come on down to the shop and we'll make you some decals, some stickers. And we're like, well, what are you, what are you talking about? That was the first time, you know, you got to walk into the sign shop and you had that plotter running back and forth and cutting on the X, the Z and the Y axis. And you're looking at all that going, wow, is that how they're made? And you watch them get weeded and then the transfer papers put on top and, you know, your eyes are bugging out of your head and you're like, this is so cool. I want to know more. What else do they do? And that was my first introduction to the signage world. I'm sure you guys have similar stories, but vinyl and plotters is, is at the home of it. It's right at the heart. Um, I've always told people, if you're going to start a sign company from scratch, the first two things is a good organizational software. And number two, a plotter and vinyl. Uh, that's what's really going to run it. So what we have today with us is we have uh, Richie Days from Arlon. Uh, he in, was uh, invited and gladly accepted. Richie, how you doing today? Doing great, Aaron. How are you? Doing well. Appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah. So you're with Arlon. How, how long have you been with Arlon? What's, what's the story there? Yeah, so I started with Arlon 17 years ago, and uh, I was doing, for maybe three or four years before that, I was doing trainings for them and traveling around doing a lot of, you know, hands-on application training, product training, and uh, I don't know, I think someone just, as a joke, said, yeah, you should come work for us. <laughs> So that turned into reality, you know. They um, gave me an offer I couldn't refuse, and uh, I've been very happily there now. Yeah, it's been 17 years. That's a long time. I, I You know, it always baffles me. How does a company like Arlen come to exist? I couldn't even imagine, like, okay, we're going to create vinyl with an adhesive background, and then we're going to start doing different colors of How How did Arlen even come to be? Yeah. So... Arlon's been around since 1958, so 66 years and, and counting, uh, but we weren't making vinyl all of those 66 years. So Arlon was a converting company making different types of tapes for different industries, not just for the graphic industry. And it turned out that somewhere in the 70s, so this is before my time, of course, uh, or even being in the industry, but in the 70s, they you know started converting vinyl uh, films into pinstripes because it was really popular. If you think back to some classic cars, pretty much everything came off the dealership lot mm -hmm. with a stripe on it. And it used to be done in the factory and then it became something that turned out to be a skill. And uh, there were, you know, groups of guys running around putting pinstripes on cars. So Arlon was buying film already made and converting it into different types of stripe patterns and so on. And of course, that got really popular. And the companies that we were buying the film from said, well, wait a minute, we can convert vinyl as well. Why don't we make that as well? And then vinyl became difficult for us to get all our hands on. So it was either we continue with the tapes side of things, or if we really like what we're doing, we think we have a big enough market in pinstripes, we should try and make them vinyl ourselves. So, so did. And that was at the beginning of the 80s. And by the mid 80s, we were very strong with learning how to cast, learning how to, uh, learning how to coat adhesives, and of course, still converting our own films. But it turned out that the plotter, you mentioned plotters, you know, that, that was kind of the rising thing when you were a kid coming in and seeing these things. And when plotters 
first began in the 80s, they needed wide width, wider format. Now, keep in mind, we're talking, what, 24 inches at that time. But wider format, sprocketed vinyl, and Arlon, we said, hey, making film for ourselves to convert, we could sell this to a distribution. And we started doing that. And we had a really nice color uh, range. And that was the sort of genesis of um, Arlon's product line today. Um, but, you know, we that was fast film and we're successful with it but we were a small company on the west coast not really well known um in the industry until one of the you know the the sort of big moments for us and it was you know i think i wasn't with arlon then so if i get the dates wrong a little bit you know bear with me but somewhere in the early 90s which is when i started in the industry 32 years ago um uh we started converting calendared films as well so we would coat calendared films with adhesive and liners and and start because no one was using calendared films for pigmented colors at that time so here was a, a way to have a product that was a bit of a cost saving that you could do more turn and burn graphics with um, at that lower cost and still have a color range because digital wasn't around and so Arlon was the first I think it was called Calon at that time the calendared version which kind of makes sense and uh, so we were the leaders in that field, and that's what really put us on the map. Okay. And then, you know, since then, digital printers came around in the early 2000s and uh, maybe a little bit before that, but got really popular then. And then we had to worry about adhesives that were repositionable because installers were now wrapping things. And then, of course, Air Egress, we had to come out with that. So it's been nothing but innovation after innovation. And, you know, the really fun thing right now for us is that we still have the latest innovation in um, low contact adhesive systems called flight technology. And there still isn't a, you know, a film system like it out there that really makes it easy for installers to wrap vehicles and, you know, reposition and, and um, be able to move along in a nice clip. So that innovation still stands in data. That was five or six years ago. So we haven't kept our eye off the ball, that's for sure, on trying to make sure that you know, we're coming up with films that are going to make our sign shops you know, more profitable and more productive. Nice. So, so Arlon was pretty much a, a, a adhesives company more than it was a vinyl. Right. They pretty much had their their hand and and sticky, so to speak, and they knew the sticky side of it, and then they went into the vinyl side of it later on. That's right. Well, that's pretty cool. Exactly. All right. So you you touched on calendared, and and I got to ask this for all the listeners, and even for myself, I was like a. a uh, re-education here. What is the difference between cast and calendared? That's an excellent question. And there's a bit of a myth built around it, actually. Um, so I want to tell you just a really quick story um, about my education on the differences between cast and calendared films. And I've always thought of a calendared film as less than. You know, it has a lower, typically a lower um, service life and um, it has some limitations in how you can, what you can apply it to and, and um, how long it's going to last. So again, and oh, by the way, it's typically a lower cost film as well. So you, you add all that up and you say, well, it must be a less than film. And uh, I don't know, maybe it was 10 or so years ago, I got a chance to tour a facility that calendars film. So we cast our own film and we compound and, and build it right from, you know, powder up to what you, you buy and adhesives as well. But when it comes to calendaring film, the equipment is very large and very fast. 
So you really wouldn't, none of us actually, none of the, um, the brands very, I don't know, maybe there are some that do, but most of us don't calendar our own film. So I went and got a chance to go through a calendaring mill. Okay. And after watching the process, which I'll get into in just a moment, I, I said to the gentleman that was the CEO of that facility, I said, Hey, why in the world don't you guys just, you know, use better ingredients because you're making this film way faster than we can. And, you know, if you just use better ingredients in the film, it might cost a bit more, but man, you, you, I don't want to tell him he could eat our lunch, but it, it almost seemed like they could. And he looked at me he, with a, just a, like this look of disbelief. And he says, we do, you know, our calendared film, we call it plastisol. And when we cast, we call it organosol. But this plastisol that we make, the ingredients are very similar to what you guys produce as well. And so I was at a loss. Okay, well then why? What's the difference? And here's what the difference is. You can take those same types of ingredients, but when you calendar a film, you start with, um, with a very high viscosity. So you have a, a film that, that, or excuse me, a, a dough-like um substance that almost looks like when you squirt insulation out of a can froth a bit like that and that gets um, applied to two rollers across the top of two rollers that meet and when those rollers pull together now you have fused that film you you have made it into a sheet although it's bumpy and it's horrible and it's thick and it's not wide enough but it started its path on being calendared and then you take that through another set of rollers and another set of rollers and another set of rollers. And each one of those sets of rollers refines the film to be smoother, wider, and thinner. And then eventually when you get to the end, once you've done it enough, so like, for example, if, if Arlon's take, we want a 3.2 mil calendared film, then they're going to have to set it through enough rollers to get it down to that thickness. And then we might say, we want a satin finish. Okay. So then couple of those last rollers are going to have a satin finish on them to um, make an impression on the film. And now you have satin film. Problem is you've been pulling vinyl through that entire process. And as you pull the vinyl through the process, there's tension in it. So it's not that the vinyl is lower quality in many cases. Sometimes they do, by the way, if we want to make a promotional product that's only good for a year, of course, they're going to use monomeric. Um, you know, polymers and they're, they're, they're going to, they're going to, you know, definitely use a lower cost ingredient for something only lasting a year. But some of the films that we're going to talk about today, they're seven year calendared films, really high quality plastisol, but there's inherent tension in it. So of course, even five years from now, when the sun hits it, it's going to want to shrink a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful where you use it. So it's about the process. So then you could ask yourself, why is calendared film cheaper if the ingredients are about the same? Okay. So when you, everything is about time. Time is the commodity that all costs is, almost all costs is based upon, right? So if you can make something five times faster, it's going to cost a lot less to make it. So they're able to calendar film many times faster than we can cast. So there's that 
process time. So Sekizosu calendar seems amazing. That's that's on the process. Walk me, if you may, walk me through the cast process now. Sure. So when you're casting, you're starting with a, something that's a liquid form, and we call that organosol. Very similar ingredients, except that there are a lot of solvents in it, which help keep all of those ingredients suspended. And we take that, run it under a knife that gives a very, very specific thickness to the still liquid film, but there's a carrier sheet coming along and that carrier sheet is moving at what we would call a line speed, many times slower than calendared, because as we run it along, we have to go through ovens and there are many different ovens that have a lot of different zones at different temperatures. And as we flash off different solvents, we're left then with the solid behind. But we have to be clever about how we do it so that everything gets cross-linked and the, the liquid becomes a solid in the way we want it to. But the beautiful thing is there's no tension in it. It's been carried through the cast process. So even if you had very similar ingredients to start with, one process stretches vinyl through it at a really high speed. Also keep in mind, calendaring doesn't have a lot of energy cost because we are having to bake off the solvents. So we have high energy cost in the ovens and you put all of that together. And now you have two films that are excellent films purpose differently, but a big cost differential in how it's made. So that's why calendar films cost less. It's not because they're less than necessarily. It's just that their process is very different. I never had a clue. I'm going to tell you that one right now. Never had a clue how cast and cal I had an idea on calendar, but I had no clue on calendar sure. and how that was built. That it was a knife and a carrier, and then you're baking it, basically the solvents off to make that film. Um, I definitely do not want to have be the EPA guy that shows up at that place and tries to, you know, do the do the regulations on that. But uh, it sounds well. But, but Aaron, I got to stop you. So this is what's interesting about Arlon. We do this in California. And so you can imagine how careful we need to be, which is a good thing. If we were making this in, you know, some other state where they didn't have the regulations that, Ca that California has, man alive, this would be a way easier process for us. But, you know, even in LA where we manufacture, uh, do all of our casting, the, the air that we let back into the, um, into the atmosphere has to be at a certain temperature. That's pollution as well, just the temperature of the air. So there's a lot of cost that we have mm -hmm. in making. So I would say, even though PVC isn't maybe thought of as something that's green, we make it as greenly as you possibly can. That's impressive all in itself. I mean, I know just, just having the sign shop and the paint booth here in California, uh, they show up every single time and they say, you know, we got to go through all the files or this. And then they always find something the finest just, just because they can. And so to have your whole shop here in California, that's a, that's a feat in itself. Um, yeah, wow. That's I, I'm really glad that you presented on that, just the cast versus counter. I had no idea those two and the differences. But yeah, I I had the same premonition that it was a lower quality, cheaper and faster, but not knowing the the reasoning behind that. So yeah, I agree with you that myths out there. Um, interesting, very interesting. So you guys, I, I asked for the products ahead of time so I could play with some of the products and see what was going on. And I got that, um, got the products there. You guys sent... Let's see, you sent the 4600, you sent the uh, 3210 were the two products that I got to play with a little bit. 
And after playing with the 4600 and then and then calling a couple other sign shops and talking with them saying, hey, how do you like this? You have Arlon in your shop. What's going on? And they pretty much said, Aaron, just get 4600 and call it a day and it does it all. And I started laughing at that. I'm like, really? Like, seriously? Like, there's nothing that goes, no, it's it's the workhorse. And so I came back to you and I said, okay, but you know, before we started this podcast, I said, why, why is the 4600 the workhorse? You started laughing. You're like, yeah, that's our flagship. And so... I'm going to let you go off on this to just have at it, but why is the 4600 so awesome? It's versatile. You know, it's the product that does a lot. I don't ever want to say it does it all because it certainly will have some limitations, but almost anything a customer could walk in the door when it comes to sign and vehicle graphics, uh, that a customer could come in and just walk in the door and say, hey, could you do this for me? Um, DPF 4600 is going to be able to do that. And it also comes, and there's a bit of nomenclature I should maybe go through first. So anytime that you hear Arlon, an Arlon um, print product, it's going to be have a DPF in front of it. So it just means digital print film. So DPF 4600. The 4000 series with Arlon are generally calendared films. So 4600 is just one of the names, one of the, the group. Um, but then we have GLX or MLX. So the G, of course, gloss. And then M is matte. And anytime you see an Arlon product with an X somewhere in its name, that means that it's airy grass. So for those of you that don't know airy grass, just think of bubble free. So if you put a bubble in a, in a sign, you're doing an application, you just touch it with your finger, bubble goes away, you continue with your life. So 4600 is really 4600 GLX most commonly. We sell a lot of. So what you're telling me, we well, have them. I gotta stop you right there. So what you're telling me is this X is what I should have had when I first started laying vinyl, because I had a boatload of soapy water and a lot of cuss words coming out of my mouth in the early 20s when I was 20. Absolutely, you know it's funny you say that because when I began again, you know, 32 years ago, vinyl was just getting on rivets and things like that, and no one even, yeah, airy grass hadn't heard of anything like that, and yeah, I I sure wish. So the X, Both all right, so that's, that's important for, for myself and for listeners, the X. Look for the X at all costs because, yeah, no, that, yes. I mean, luckily they have, you know, different types of um, uh, tables that lay vinyl down at a rapid speed. But, you know, I'm going to just say just not even five, seven, ten years ago, they didn't have that. And it was soapy water. And that was a chore to lay this down. And no, Okay, yeah, that that my new love is that X right now. I'm gonna tell you that one right now. The X, got it. All right, sorry. Continue on, my friend. Continue on. <laughs> so if you see an X in the in the uh, in the name of the product, you know it's going to be easy to install. Um, and the L though is a low pro a low profile liner. So again, we don't want to see. There are some products out there. I'm sure you can think of a couple. Um, where you can really see the airy grass pattern through the film because they don't have low profile liners. Um, but not every customer wants that. So with the, the 4600, we have a low profile liner. So you don't see that pattern if you get, you know, really, really close. Okay, maybe you'll see something, but it's not obvious. Um, so when we talk about it, I, I, I don't like to call it a multi-purpose product. Because multi-purpose, listen, we don't want you out, you know, fixing your your uh, blow-up swimming pool with it, you know? This is a sign and graphic film, so it's very much purposely, purposefully designed to accept ink and to be printable, um, but it is a multi-surface product. So with 
some of our products, you can't be this versatile, but this one, if you want to do a partial wrap on a vehicle, vehicle graphics loves it. The adhesive is repositionable, clean removing, does a beautiful job. If you want to do a floor graphic, you want to do an interior wall graphic, um, or general signage, almost every general signage substrate, um, 4,600 GLX will adhere to it. And it, and you know, if you want to weed it, it weeds really nicely. Not all films weed well when they're airy grass. 4,600 GLX does. So almost anything that, you know, a customer comes in and says, Hey, I want this 4,600 will do it. Does that have limitations? Sure. It's a calendared film. We talked about the calendaring product the process. So that means that there's some in inherent tension in the film. If you're going to try to wrap in their vehicle, this isn't film for that, but partial wraps. And by the way, partial wraps are far more profitable than full wraps all day long, every single time. And when a customer comes in and says, Hey, I want to do something really cool on my vehicle. A lot of sign shops, unfortunately, they to the conclusion that we should full wrap this because that's the whole car taking on this image, not thinking about what it's going to take out of that sign shop to do a full wrap. It's a lot of cost that goes into putting a full wrap together. And they're typically not as profitable as doing a partial wrap. You can knock two partial wraps out in a day often. And the revenue streams much better. And also the equipment usage and all of that's much lower. So you can also be more productive throughout your shop. So 4,600 guides you to that type of a wrap, but almost any other kind of signage that someone would walk in the door and ask for. You know, I just want to take a second to tell you that this podcast was created for education and to affect your bottom line. The only thing I ask in return is you share it, you like us, you comment on it, uh, give us some feedback and tell us that we're doing a good job. That really helps make this podcast grow a little bit. So if you can uh, do your end, we'll keep bringing you more information, a lot more knowledge. Now I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but you open this door. So if you do a partial wrap on a vehicle, what does that edge look like when you go to wash the car and the sponge runs over that edge on a partial wrap? Is that be a fear that I would have that you're starting to going to peel that over time? That's an excellent question. If you think about just a, um, you know, almost any truck or trailer out there that just has text. Mm -hmm. There's a, what we call a very high edge to area ratio. And our adhesives are built to overcome that. So a partial wrap has what we would call a low edge to area ratio. In other words, you're still putting a pretty large image of, I don't know, it's somebody's flower shop. So you've got their flowers on there, pretty big area, and there's not a lot of edge. But when you start cutting letters, there's a lot of edge, which of course, as you just mentioned, they are more, there's, there's a bit more risk mm -hmm. in those areas, but people put cut graphics on their vehicles all the time. So a partial wrap, what it does is it takes the film and, 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 and it, you don't wrap a bumper. Uh, you're not going to maybe wrap door handles. You aren't going to wrap all the way to the bottom of the vehicle, like having to go inside wheel wells, things like that, because it's a partial wrap. So in fact, you're actually mitigating risk by doing a partial wrap as opposed oh, yeah, to that makes full sense. wrap. That makes sense. Um, huh. Never even thought about it in that ways. So you talked about walls, you talked about flooring. Now for, for me, I always thought it was a different type of product that could hold the pigment of a digital print when you put it on the floor, because when you put it on the floor, people are going to step on, they're going to smudge it. They're going to grind it in as they keep walking. 
And you're saying the 4600 has the ability to hold that pigment into that digital print and and have a good uh, walking surface without it smudging the print. Yes. So there's a couple of things at play here. So our PVC films, as long as this is DPF, and I have to say about, and before we did this podcast, I should have researched this to give you an exact number, but I'm just going to say it's in the high 90% of the films we make that have DPF in front of them, digital print films, are printable on all platforms. And what that means is that you're able to get really good ink adhesion, with whether it's a UV solvent print, latex, or there are other types of, of um, new platforms that are coming out now, and we'll go through them all. But ink adhesion to RPVC is number one for us. However, if you go on a floor, it's super important that you put a laminate on top. No and actually, every digital you make for any kind of longevity, whether it's on the side of a vehicle, on a floor, wall, whatever, it should be laminated. And laminates can make a massive difference because, for example, they gave you 3210. Well, 3210 is actually a cast laminate. You say, well, why would I put that with a calendared product? So. If a customer comes to you and says, hey, listen, I've been doing my my vehicles for a while, but I'm outbidding because you know what? This quarter, we have to be careful of cost. If you use 4,600 calendared film, it's going to be a little bit lower cost. But the customer says, I'm used to having a seven-year application because I usually get it done with cast. Just by putting a cast laminate on top will stabilize the calendar film below. Think about a little pond out there with ice. Right now, and where I'm at here in Canada, there's lots of that. And uh, if you go and walk across it, though, you don't fall through, of course, if there's three inches of ice or so, because the surface being stable makes the hole more stable for what's happening on the surface of that uh, surface of that substrate, which would be water. If you put a cast laminate on top of a calendared film, it stabilizes what's below it. Because actually the cast laminate is what is taking all of the environment and everything that's happening to that graphic. So speaking about floors, same thing. If you're going to put graphics on a floor, you have to have them laminated. And actually we have two laminates, not 3210. Right. It's actually 3420, both gloss and matte. And we also have cast ones as well that are anti-slip. So you want to be careful. You want to make sure you're using a laminate that has a UL code for anti-slip so that you don't have any um, you know, responsibilities if people you know, get water on it and slip and fall. So um, you have to laminate anything that goes on the floor. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And good to know for the anti-slip. I knew about the laminate. Yeah. I didn't know about the anti-slip. So that's definitely one. Super important. You know, the funny thing is, and every sign can be so different. You know, for my sign company, it's mostly metal. We don't play in the, the digital realm and floor graphics nearly as much as some of the other companies. Um, so floor graphics are, shoot, once a year, if that. You know, and it's just not the world we live in. Uh, so to have an anti-slip functionality, that's pretty pretty impressive and, and just logical on many levels there. Um, one of the But what you just said, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, Aaron, what you just said sort of outlines, kind of tying it back to why this product, um, if I were to choose one, 
that one roll of film, um, even laminates too, though, like um, R3420, people use it just every day normally, but we make a film, a laminate like that, that's also anti-slip. So you don't have to go and buy a specialty laminate to get it to be anti-slip. If you're buying R3420, you would anyway. It's a calendared laminate, goes with 4600. It's also anti-slip. So that's the beauty of having this roll of vinyl there, that you can just lower your inventories and get a lot of use cases out of one, you know, kit, mm-hmm. laminate and print media. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 it's fine. So, okay, so I have, you know, a floor graphic that, you know, marketing-wise, it's only going to be there a year, a year and a half. Calendar, super happy. And then I have a bank who wants their, you know, letters from a lettering for their bank and their hours on their door, and they don't want to touch it for 20 years. And then you have other marketing things that they're up for four or five years, you know the whole marketing plan is going to, you know, swap over in about five, six years are going to swap over. What longevity range do you guys start to tell us, hey, you might want to switch from calendar to cast because the tension in that vinyl is going to start to give over time? Yes, exactly. So we have three different, well, I guess actually four if I really put a fine point on it. So we have promotional grade. Mm Mm-hmm films, which are monomeric, which just means literally that it's a less complicated molecule when we um, put the film together. Uh, So it's only going to last for one to three years. And then the next level would be this calendared range, which is 4,600. We also have 4,500, which is like a five-year range product. 4,600 is seven. Then you get into cast films, which are seven to 10 years. But then there's something else on top of that, which are non-PVC films. So we have a laminate right now called 3310, and that will take you out even further. So you can have a printed graphic warranted for up to 10 years on the side of a vehicle. And this is a huge benefit for, for long, long-range graphics. And then longer, if it were, like you mentioned, you know, if it was a bank saying, hey, I want something that's just going to be sitting on some glass. Well, if you laminate it with that, you can get even outside of 10 years uh, from a, a graphic like that. So there are many, there are a few different steps from promotional, you know, to getting that what we call extended life laminates. And typically extended life laminates also have the, another feature, which means that they are better with corrosion. So you're able to have a lot of like gasoline and things like that that might come in contact with uh, a laminate. And those laminates are more specialty for that as well. So a little more costly for sure. Not a lot, but a little bit, but they'll get you even further than a cast bill. You know, I never, you know, when I did sales, um, I'd, I'd always just say, you longevity, this sign's going to last you a long time. You're not going to have to replace it. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, the older I got, of course, you know, older equals a little wiser there. And as you get a little wiser, you might want to start having these conversations with your client of, how long do you plan on having this up before you plan on changing your marketing? You know, I know the knee-jerk reaction is going to say, oh, forever. But we all know that's a lie. That's that's not the truth. The truth is you're going to change your marketing up every three years, five years, seven years. And most signs that you build aren't going to need to go to 10 years because the marketing is going to change. You know, if you saw a sign that's been up for over 10 years, that's a stale marketing plan and they have bigger problems at hand. So I never thought about this until you and I have been talking that you really have to have an open conversation of how long do you want this sign to last? And then that's the price point I can give you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, today with social media being almost, you know, changes in marketing that happen weekly or, or monthly, 
Um, certainly a graphic is not, not often, unless it's like long haul trucks and things like that, aren't going to be the same for 10 years. Um, and a lot of times, if a customer wants that, what they're really saying is, hey, for the first five, I want no change. I want this to look absolutely glossy, absolutely perfect. I want to make sure that every time I've put it through a car wash, it comes out looking absolutely brand new and perfect. So sometimes it's not even thinking of the 10 year, but it's saying that, you know, in the five years, there'll be no wear and tear basically on it at all. Um, but you're right. Having that conversation with a customer expectations, so important because again, how many times have people, and listen, I want to sell as much cast film as I can, of course, but how many times have we wrapped a vehicle, partial wrapped it in a cast film when you could have done it with something like 4,600 been more profitable? Yeah, no, it's, it's really true. It's a good conversation. Because you know, in two, three years, they're going to want to change it anyway. We could have had more money in our pocket. They're just as happy. We're not even getting right. close to the longevity terms and then away you go. So really good food for thought on that one. Um, I, I, I'm going to, another thought I had, and I want you to explain this to me. I want to say this might, this might be a legacy thing and not something we handle these days, but I've seen, I've seen vinyls four or five years ago where they go up and then after about a year or two in the UV light, it looks like someone started to take a blowtorch to them and they get darker and darker and darker. And then by like year four or five, it's just black and you can't even see what that digital print used to be. What's going on there? What's happening? So that's a breakdown, not in the print media and not in the ink necessarily, but in the laminate. And this is why choosing a company and trust their laminates is super important. So sometimes, and, and it can be environmental as well. I've seen, you know, trucks that same lot number and everything that, you know, someone else bought and they're absolutely perfect. And why is this truck different? It turns out that they park it beside a rail yard and there's a lot of graphite coming off the, the brakes of the trains and it's rusting. And when sun hits graphite, it starts to boil the vinyl. It just starts to burn because graphite, of course, will collect heat. And so you have a film that doesn't last as long as it should, but then it could be environmental. So that's one thing. You always have to look at the environment and see if there are any any sort of outside forces, let's call it, that could be making this happen. But typically what's happening is that the UV inhibitors that are in the laminates are being burned up or didn't exist or didn't weren't there in the right ratio. So they aren't protecting the film. And if you have good UV protection, PVC will break down very quickly. So you have to have that. That's a very important part of building the right laminates. But it's not so much the film underneath or the ink. Ink actually doesn't really last very long on its own uh, in the sun. It really doesn't. It, if you print something and don't laminate, laminate it or don't have any kind of clear coat on top of it and you put it out in the sun, you're going to get a couple of years, but you're starting to see uh, reds and yellows disappear pretty quickly. You'll have a very bluish looking image. Uh, but, it's, but if it goes black, if that's what's happening, then literally the laminate itself is, is cooking in the sun and it has nothing in it to stop itself. And that's typically when somebody makes a mistake, like puts a promotional laminate out there and says, ah, you know what? He'll probably be okay. Well, that explains a lot on, on how it went black and it really was a bad laminate that went onto it. And I didn't really know how much inks last, but you're telling me the inks just don't have a good lifespan in the UV world. So you, you got to protect them. 
you know, then it's pretty much like putting sunscreen on our bodies. You toss my butt outside for eight hours. I'm going to look like a lobster as well. You know, so I, I get that one. Um, the 4,600, the, the, the can do all, if you were, you know, a small shop and you got to have one vinyl on the rack, how's it handle rivets and stuff of that nature? Because I know for us, when we wrap the, the, the box trucks, the rivets end up being a real pain in the butt. Yeah, rivets are always uh, a little extra added fun. Um, and 4,600 will do fine with rivets. You just have to manage the customer's expectations. And here's why. Even if you take cast film and you go on top of rivets with it, after a couple of years of that vehicle going down the road and, you know, the panels popping back and forth, just moving in and out with the, with the, the movement of the vehicle, vinyl is going to start to lift ever so slightly around the rivets. Now, with a calendared film like 4600, that's going to happen. It's going to be uh, a little bit more. So it will lift a little. But this is also one of the reasons that I was mentioning putting a cast laminate on top. So if you want to make, uh, let's say, a simple wall graphic, you're going to use a calendared film, 4600, and you're going to put a calendared laminate, 3420. Perfect. If you're going to put 4600 on the rivets of a box truck, it's a great idea to buy 3210, which is what we sent you, which is a cast over laminate, a little thinner, 1.3 mil, so it's not as heavy as a two mil, but that gives you the stability. The It stabilizes the film. So when you shape it around the rivet, the cast laminate actually is the one that says, nah, I'm not moving. And then the forces in the film beneath are being held by um, adhesive, of course. And now that you have forces on both sides, you'll stop the calendar film from lifting around the rivets. I'm never going to say it won't lift at all, but Past films lift a little bit as well. So that's how you get away uh, with using a calendared film because that's the rule you have in your shop. If you want to do rivets or something like that, put some ca uh, cast laminate on it. And by the way, the 3210 is a lower cost cast laminate because it's thinner. And we can, I'm not going to get into all the reasons yeah, why yeah, it's, no, it's, it's a lower cost. On that one. Yeah. Nice. Well, that was. I learned a lot more than I thought I was going to learn. I'm going to tell you that one right now. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. And that's one of the things that, you know, I always felt that we had a, a void in the signage industry was, is we don't get this type of knowledge. We don't get this type of understanding when the rep shows up and says, hey, we have this new product and it's here. And I always want to say, why did they do it? Why did Arlon build it this way? Why did they build the lamb to say there was a thought process behind it? You know, they didn't sit there going, ah, let's try and build this. And they, you know, throw it off into the market. There was a thought process behind it. Um, it's 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 enlightening to know that thought process behind it. You know, that's what I really, really like about this. Um, so you guys are on the cutting edge of technology. You guys are always moving forward on this one. The digital prints are making you guys move in different worlds and all that fun stuff. What else is also next on Arlon's plate here? What are you guys up to these days? Well, you know, the newest thing in my world, because I... So my position is um, with the Technical Solutions Group. Um, I'm the director of the North American um, Technical Solutions Group at Arlon. And we have, we saw something that was missing. You just mentioned it actually, Aaron. You know, all it's good for a shop owner to understand the difference between cast and calendar film, sure. But it's super important for the installers to understand it because they're the ones putting it on. They need to know why the film does what it does so that when they add heat, 
And when they stretch the film and they fit it into the right spot, it needs to go. They know how the film will react based on how it's made. So we see a void right now in the industry for intermediate level training. And this year we have launched something new. It's called Master the Rap Initiative. And we call it Master the Rap because right now the program that we're offering is for commercial vans only, but we will be extending that into, uh, you know, architectural windows, walls, floors. Uh, we also, the, actually the next one we're planning to do is just trucks. So it'll be, it'll be everything to do with rivets, uh, you know, back doors of trucks, the different types of corrugations and all of that. So we're looking, but most training programs, you watch an instructor and then you brush up on what you already know or what other concepts that you know, because you don't really get the opportunity to really wrap something or to do drills. And so we've changed the way that we're training with this program. You come, you work with us for three days and all you do is work on van graphics, deep channels, how to trim properly, uh, all of the details that go into that. We drill you on it. So when you walk up to learn this really neat new concept, possibly, or even something that you've done yourself and, and, and you have your own way of doing it, we're going to make sure that before you leave, you've done this to the point of muscle memory so that when you walk away, you have that skill. And so it's a very different take on, so the curriculum was much more in depth to build and, you know, figuring out what size of graphics and how to keep one graphic moving throughout the entire training so that you continue to work with your work to completion. So we're super excited about that. And uh, we have uh, uh, four different locations across the U.S. where we're doing these. Um, so if you go to uh, mastertherap.com, you would be able to sign up for these trainings. And, um, yeah, so they're all over the U.S., uh, on all four corners. Massoftherap.com. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes so everybody can can get their hands on that. So you got four locations. I'm Perfect. guessing they're strategically placed all over the U.S. so they don't have to travel too far. Yep. That's right. Yeah, no, that's yep. good. I like So that's the newest thing. That's the newest thing with us, Aaron. And, and actually, we're always, you know, our, our motto, our, if you want to call it our mission statement that's not official, is to be your partner of choice. Mm -hmm. And I think to be partner, you have to be willing to get down in the mud and you're going to need to do training. Um, you're also going to have to be there to answer questions. Uh, when people are writing into my team all the time, hey, what happened with my film? Sometimes it's on the substrate. Sometimes it's on the installer. Sometimes it's on us. But we always explain it in depth. We get right into it. It's true. Without a doubt that we have a solution at the end. And uh, we don't call ourselves technical service. It's technical solutions. It's all about finding solutions so that companies can be profitable moving and always moving in forward direction. Technical solutions. I like that. I like to play on words and tell them that, hey, there's an answer coming. Something something positive is going to come from this. I like that. I like to play on words. It's a, it's a good mindset there. Positivity is going to get it through. You know, it was funny when uh, when I was being trained on vinyl and how to weed and whatnot, they always said that vinyl could sense fear. And they said, just go at it and do it. And he goes, if, if you start second-guessing yourself, it's going to stick on everything. You're going to screw it all up. So it senses fear. Uh, Richie, really want to say thank you for coming on board and, and talking us through all this and talking us more about the 4600. Um, my takeaway is look for the X at all times. That's going to save me a lot of headache on the, in the air bubbles there. And, uh, just knowing the difference between calendar and cast and, you know, what you guys offered there. And, and I agree with you, you know, if you, if you have a good calendar vinyl and then you do a cast laminate over it, you're going to get the same properties on the cast and keep a little bit more money in your pocket. So that's a good takeaway on that one. 
But uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, I, I have a feeling that we've just scratched the surface on laminates and other things. Uh, you and my, you and I might have to talk again, my friend. Well, I hope so. And uh, I sure appreciate you inviting me to be a guest. And uh, yeah, it was a real pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Actually, you know, reminiscing and thinking a little bit about my own journey as well as we've gone through this podcast. It sure has been a lot of fun. And uh, I really look forward to future ones for sure. Sounds good. Oh, well, that's going to take up for the AC method here. Thank you guys all for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, next week. I'll let you figure that out next Thursday, what's going to happen next week. But it's going to be a good one. Thank you, guys.